Hello and welcome back to When in Doubt, Dance It Out. It is me, your girl, Juju Wannabe. Juju Wannabe. Juju Wannabe. Yeah, okay, it's me. It's your girl, Julia, and I'm so excited to be back for episode two. Oh my gosh. I just want to say a quick thank you for everyone who's been super supportive of this. This has just been awesome and I enjoy talking up a storm and talking your ear off, guys. So thank you. Thank you. Continue to subscribe. Continue to listen. Tell your friends, all my dancing queens out there, you are free to listen because we should have a voice. We have things that we need to talk about. Oh, yeah, talking about because sometimes the movement is not enough. (laughs) Ew, I hate myself. Okay, so last week's episode, just to give a recap, we're all talking about self-reflection and what it's been like in quarantine and trying to find ourselves without attaching onto our dancer self. That being said... This week's episode is going to get raunchy. It's going to be a little interesting for me because I'm going to be talking about past relationships. I just feel so awkward talking about past relationships, but it's the tea. It's what we need. And if you are dating a girl, if you're dating a boy, it doesn't matter because we are dancers You've probably been through it, telling people, "Mm, actually, I can't go to your birthday party because I have rehearsal, and they're just giving you the stank eye, like, I don't understand, like, why can't you just miss rehearsal? Oh, so you just want me to just not show up to work. Mm, Okay, yeah, yeah, so I'm not going to get paid, therefore, I can't afford a birthday present for you, and it's just a trickle effect. It goes on and on and on. And the average Joes of society are always like, what? Like, what? Like, why are you overreacting? And you're like, no, this is my life. (laughs) This is my lifestyle. You can either come on or just shut up. And and that's it. That's it. Right? But I feel like this week's episode, my, my hopeful goal for the whole universe one day is to bridge the gap between average Joe corporate world to the art world. Whether you're a musician, a dancer, whatever kind of artist you identify as, (laughs) I just want there to be more understanding about it and not people so quote-unquote judgy. Like, chill, girl. Oh, my God. No one's coming at you. So anyways, sit back, relax, give me a beat, five, six, seven, eight. All right, we're back. (laughs) So yes, as mentioned, we are going to be talking about relationships. And I just want to start off by saying that I am in a relationship. Oh my gosh. Everyone's like, oh darn. Eh." (laughs) No one's actually thinking that. (laughs) 
Yes, I am in a relationship. I do consider it a very healthy relationship. Considering all the BS relationships that I've been in, I believe I have found the love of my life. He is everything to me. And I almost feel awkward bringing up past relationships because I'm in such a different headspace than I was X amount of years ago. And so even bringing up like past toxic relationship drama while also being a dancer, whether that's training, being a professional, blah, blah, blah. I always just find it awkward just because it's just very far behind me. However, the tea's the tea. This podcast is to bring us together, and hopefully these situations that I have been in will enlighten you and pull similarities and won't make you feel so crazy or won't make you feel so alone. Let's dig up the past, why don't we? Sometimes when you go back to your past relationships, you're like, ooh, that was a red flag. I should probably be on the lookout for now, right? Or, you know, I maybe I shouldn't have said that. Maybe I can always, you know, frame this in some sort of way so my significant other doesn't feel as insecure. Looking back into our past can sometimes dictate how to navigate the future. Looking back at my past, dance has been the most consistent relationship that I have ever been in. And I wouldn't say, no, I'm not in a relationship with dance. It's weird. But throughout my relationships, dance has always been my priority. And for the first time in my life, being with my current boyfriend, I've had to kind of work out those kinks myself to balance it out and not let it dictate my whole entire personal relationships with other people. What I mean by that is, hi, welcome to looking back at your childhood. Think of like the first time, my dancing queens, that you started entertaining the thought of dating, whether that's a crush on someone or you're going to homecoming with someone. Think about how your dance family, not your immediate family, your dance family felt about that. I want you to ponder that for just a second. And I don't know, but my experience with sharing that I was interested in a boy at school. I'm like, hey, dancing family that I love so much that I consider my second home, I am going to homecoming with someone. And I got some eyebrow raises. Their initial response wasn't, oh my gosh, like what does your dress look like? Or, oh my gosh, did he ask you? Like how did he ask you, right? No. (laughs) The response was, wait, are you missing rehearsal? Yes, Becky, I'm missing rehearsal. I only go to homecoming like once a year. Like, oh my God, I'm at rehearsal nine times out of the seven days. What? Like, of course I'm going to homecoming. It's a big thing. Becky, be supportive. No. And, um, you know, that kind of like shook me up a little bit. I was like, oh my gosh, like I almost felt a little guilty, number one, for missing rehearsal because I was going to homecoming. (laughs) And I was like, oh, like I should be prioritizing dance. Now, being adults, being an adult, me, Julia, being an adult, 
I'm almost like, where was the work-life balance? Like, what? Like, what? And it wasn't just because, you know, my friends, my dance friends were saying it. It was also people that I looked up to were saying it, a.k.a. my dance instructors, my ballet masters, my conditioning coaches. They made me feel like I was quitting the dance studio and becoming a housewife. Literally, they made me feel like the world might as well be ending right then and there because I was, what, going on a date or what, I was going to the movies with someone other than my dance friends. Hold the freaking phone. Seriously, seriously. What did you do this weekend, Julia? Oh, I went to the movies with someone. Oh, really? I stretched. Wow, Sheila, sounds like you had a really bomb-ass weekend. Even though I was going on these dates and things like that, in the back of my mind, I was still thinking, shoot, should I even be here right now? Should I, maybe I should just cancel. Do I even want to see Asian Cody Banks this weekend? Like, maybe I should be stretching. Maybe I should be working on my flexibility. They were in my head. And I remember getting the famous general talk of, I'm talking to everyone, but I'm really talking at the savage child over there, Julia, about focusing and prioritizing. And I'm like, if I focus anymore, I might go cross-eyed. Literally at a bonfire, I'm not going to go into the bathroom and be like, five, six, seven, eight. No, I'm not going to do that, Right. However, they were in my head, and I'm saying this jokingly, but it's honestly the goddamn truth. So yeah, you know, my ballet instructors, my ballet masters really instilled focusing in us. And I don't think it's technically brainwashing. No, I don't think it at all. But when you spend so much time at the dance studio, when you're so young, of course, these adult influences do have a big impact on your life. And when someone other than your parents are telling you that you need to focus and you need to prioritize and you shouldn't be dating, blah, 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 right? Then obviously I'm going to be questioning what my intentions are with relationships, right? Because they have instilled ballet as the nucleus and main focus. Looking back, I still don't really understand. But then I have to think, growing up in the ballet community, ballet itself is the most detail-oriented style of dance. Number one, if you don't have 180-degree turnout at age, you know, six, it's really hard to go from there. <laughs> Putting myself in my ballet master's shoes, he was probably thinking, if my sweet Julia goes to the movies on a Sunday night with a boy, she will become infatuated with this boy. And lose her focus and lose her, her drive and passion for ballet. And lose all of those details that we have been working on since she was like six. And so that was probably his thought behind it. But now looking back on it, I'm like, that's controlling AF. And no one should live their life like that. 
listen, work-life balance, I am here for it. But right, like everything adds up. The situation from my dance friends, the situation from my dance teachers, it stuck with me. And I'll get to that in a moment. To be honest and completely transparent, like not a ton of my ballet buddies, (laughs) my bunhead friends, we're not really dating because they just weren't. They were very focused and they fall in that line of, I need to prioritize my training, my conditioning, X, Y, Z. And so boys and dating and whoever the F you wanted to date is put on the back burner. And now, now that like I'm a, a young adult, I'm going to raise my hand for this one, but my dancing queens, raise your hand if you've ever been told that you are an awkward dater. It's me. It's it, it's a miracle, my friends, that I have found someone that I truly love and that accepts me for me. Because let me tell you, world's awkwardest dater. And then we have to wonder why. It's because, hashtag at age 13, we were all being told, yes, honey, you need to focus on dance. Why are you going to the movies? Maybe you can go to the movies with your dance friends and see that new movie, Leap. Are you kidding me? At age 13, if you think about it, that's when like people entertain the thought of like, ooh, I have a crush on a boy. But when your dance teachers are telling you to look the other way, transitioning into my adulthood, I'm like, oh, how do I talk to the other species? It's fine. Everything's fine. I love you. Anyways, okay. So say you're transitioning into the actual dating world. So you're invested. You're, you have Tinder. You have Bumble. Whatever the dating app is, you're invested. You're ready to date. Great. Awesome. Congratulations. Do you have any time? <laughs> Being a dancer Like, whether you are a dancer in training or you are a professional dancer or you're a dance teacher or say you teach fitness-based dance classes, your schedule is not the average Joe's schedule. And so when you're going on these dates, it is a roadmap in finding when you would have time. Say goodbye to the nine to five job. Say goodbye to the four o'clock happy hour because it ain't happening for us dancing queens. Sorry, Jose. I know you work in tech, but that's just not happening. The average Joes of the world just don't get it. And we on When in Doubt Dance It Out podcast are here to bridge that gap. All right, my dancing queens, get out your coloring books, get out your markers, your colored crayons. We are going to paint the picture. Okay, we are all professional dancers or we're training to be one, whatever it may be. You go on your app and you say, hello, Carl. Hello, Susie Q. I'd like to meet you for pizza. This is because you don't have a photo shoot tomorrow and you want to live a little. So you go out with Carl or Susie Q, whoever. Okay, you're at the pizza place. You sit down. You exchange friendly conversation, friendly banter. (laughs) There's a few chuckles here and there. There's good body language. There's eye contact. There is chemistry, okay? And then usually in the conversation of dating, the other party asks, so beautiful lady, beautiful man, 
what do you do for work? And you sit there being a cutie dancing queen. You flip your hair, you look to the side, and you say, I'm a professional dancer. And what does Carl and Susie Q say? Whoa, you mean an exotic dancer? Um, you sit back at your seat, you're like, Carl, Susie, it's, it's funny you say that, although, like, I have an amazing bod. No. <laughs> like, this is so awkward. Like, what? The amount of times, my dancing queens, I have been asked if I am a quote-unquote stripper when I say I dance professionally, people literally look me up and down, and they literally think, oh, this makes sense. What? Talk about feeling dirty and grody. No. No. So receiving this response after I tell the other party my profession and what I'm actually passionate about, I automatically sink back into my chair or my bar stool and think to myself, "Mm, we have a lot of work to do. Now, whatever, I'm not trying to to put down people who are just uneducated about the arts. Whatever, you're not going to know everything about everything, and I understand that. But this is where I become offended, and I'm sure some of you may feel this way too. But stripping and dancing professionally or training to be one day a pro dancer, it's apples to oranges, guys. Apples to oranges. I don't know what stripper or, well, actually, guys, I know literally zero strippers, so correct me if I'm wrong in saying this, but I don't know what stripper trains their entire life to become their profession, which is stripping, as a concert dancer commercial dancer, background dancer for whatever, Beyonce, a rocket would do. We start our training process very young in life. Now, I don't know what stripper would do this, and correct me if I'm wrong, but that's where I see the difference, and that's where I get offended, because the average Joes of the world are comparing us to something that is completely different. And in fact, being more knowledgeable about stripping and things like that, hashtag Cardi B, where you at? Stripping does take an abundant amount of strength and you have to have a thick skin. And probably all the strippers right now listening to this episode are probably laughing in my face because they probably make more money than I probably ever would in my professional art form. But you know what I mean? Like, stop trying to relate the two together because they are, in fact, so different. Dancing in point shoes, what? Like, you can't compare that to putting yourself on a pole and doing that for money. Like, you you can't compare that. So knock it the F off. (laughs) But what grinds my gears even more, you explain that you dance professionally, And their typical response is not, oh, you're an exotic dancer, what? No, 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 dancing queens. The response is, wow, you must be like really flexible. Oh, 
well, mm, that that is correct, Jeremy. But um, you know, there, there's 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 more that go. Yeah, but you must be really flexible. Okay, back the fuck up. Okay, hold on. If the shoe was on the other foot, and Jeremy told me that he is a mathematician, okay? Let's just say that. And my response was, oof, like hot and bothered. You must be really good with numbers, Jeremy. <laughs> He'd be like, uh, well, yeah, but, but, oh, but I'm sure that you can do my taxes, Jeremy. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you're very... He would cut me off and say, well, you know, there, there's different avenues you can take with math. You know, you can teach math. You can, you know, yes, become an accountant. Like, there's other avenues that you can take with being really good at math. So comparing this and putting the shoe back on our feet, the dancing feet that we have, you nasty. Get those bloody shoes away from me. Anyways... Putting the shoe back on the foot, our foot, we can respond to Jeremy and say, well, Jeremy, yes, I do consider myself flexible and very passionate about dance, but in reality, Jeremy, you know, I teach three-year-olds dance, or in reality, Jeremy, I teach special education and dance therapy. Like, there's, there's, why is there such a sexual connotation behind being a dancer, like, it shouldn't be over-sexualized at all. What, because we have really good posture, and yes, we have flexibility only because we have been training and forcing our turnout by our Russian ballet teachers since we were five. That's really why, Jeremy. That's why. And I hate to say it, but it's true. And so when this over-sexualized comment comes up, I automatically think to myself, Okay, well, number one, again, I am offended because you're assuming what I'm like in bed without getting to actually know me. So before we can jump to this conclusion, Jeremy, when I think of flexibility and putting my body in odd positions, yeah, I can really pin you down in these odd positions. Oof. Odd positions meaning what? First position, grand plie, it looks like I'm squatting like a grasshopper about to take a dump. So if you think, Jeremy, that that is sexy, mm, well, you are in for a rude awakening, my friend. I am not incredibly flexible. Like, I have to really work my turnout and really sit in my hips and really do some jumping jacks to make sure I'm warm. So, Jeremy, if you want to take the time to see me get flexible... Absolutely, you can stick around. Oh, and actually, you can pay for this drink. But if you are just, you know, assuming that we're all the same, right? I mean, in dance, right, we all have different abilities, whether you're a good turner, you're a good jumper. It's like a football team, right? You got your linebacker, you got your quarterback, like you all have different skills. So to assume, Jeremy, again, that we are all one and the same and comparing us to being a stripper, well then, <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, you're not getting a second date. So that my beautiful, beautiful, flexible <laughs> dancing queens, you that that's the tea. That that's my outlook on dating a non-dancer, right? And not all 
males and females who aren't in the dance community are considered uneducated, right? Like there is, some people do have a very, very high respect for dance and for the arts, for music, whatever it may be, right? However, <laughs> I think of it as this, right? You say you're, say, you know, you're continuing dating a non-dancer or a dancer. And you can either respond in different ways, right? This could be in any sort of situation, agreement, disagreement, okay? You have choices on how to respond. You have that choice to either get really offended because they have no idea about your profession and make stereotypical and unflattering accusations so you can either get offended. That's one one route you can take and, and sit back and be like, mm, you know what, I'm really turned off. You're not going to get a second date and I'm going to have you pay the whole entire $100 bill. Must be going to a really fancy restaurant, girl. But anyways, or the second choice would be, okay, I, I actually do see the connection. I see that we have chemistry. We do have other things that we share similarities with. I'm going to give he or she the benefit of the doubt and actually continue to educate them on what I do and what I'm passionate about, right? Which is dance, which is the arts, okay? So you have that aspect, which... <laughs> I feel I have done a lot in my past relationships, constantly having to educate my significant other and constantly informing them and persuading them, I should say, that dance is actually a really athletic art form and actually we get paid shit. <laughs> All of that time that I am training and dancing, there's really not a whole lot of get back, right? There's there's a lot of things that I put into it, but in return, you know, sometimes I really just only get free pairs of shoes or a free t-shirt. Do we get health care? No. <laughs> but this is the profession we have been chosen for, my dancing queen. So moving on to actually dating and educating and having that open communication of dance and your priorities and things like that. Because as mentioned before, Dancing Queens, the dance life that we have chosen that we're so passionate about is a lifestyle choice, right? You don't just get to, you know, go halfway in this lifestyle and expect parts and roles to happen, right? And opportunities, right? You have to put a lot of work into it, which is a huge decision to make either when you're 13 or 18. Like, it, a lot of things go into it. So having that open communication with my significant others of, hey, babe, you know what? I, I can't talk right now. You know why? Because I'm in class. Like I'm not, I'm not just sitting in a math class twiddling my thumbs and getting away with texting under the table. No, I'm in class. I'm going across the floor. If my phone goes off, I will get kicked out of class. Like, Having that conversation with my significant others, I should say my ex-significant others, was very beneficial to me, I thought, because I was giving them that heads up of, hey, if I don't answer, it doesn't mean that I hate you. <laughs> it just means that I physically cannot. And here's why. You want to have that open communication with your partner 
who's specifically not a dancer. So nothing comes at them like, oh my gosh, this girl or boy hates me and blah, 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 blah. Because as we know, dance takes up a lot of our time for nothing in return. It's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. So I was, now this is where I get awkward and sweaty because again, I feel like I am in a very much better headspace. I'm in a very healthy relationship now. And when I am talking about my ex-partners and ex-boyfriends, whoever, I'm not trying to put them in a negative light. You know, you either work out or you don't work out. That's, That's why we date. I don't think that you know, this person is a bad person. I just think we didn't match it, and that's it. But for the tea purposes, of course I'm going to share my extravagant ex-relationship stories for my dancing queens because I don't want you guys to feel alone anymore, and you're not crazy. So here we go. I was dating, obviously, in college. I was traveling, obviously, back to Pittsburgh to go to Point Park, and I was off of my winter break, so I was, I was going back to school. I was prefacing and communicating with my ex-partner of all of the things that he should probably expect. And so, you know, truly, my dancing queens, I thought that we were on the same page. And I'm having this conversation in my family's kitchen. Everyone in my house can hear. And My mom is in the other room. She's doing laundry, blah, blah, blah. And after I'm telling him my vigorous schedule, and so my mom comes out of the laundry room. And this is, this should have been my red flag, Dancing Queens. It really should have been. It should have been my red flag to maybe get the fuck out of that relationship. But here we are. You know, you learn, you grow, whatever. She comes out of the laundry room, my mom, basket in hand, okay, and my ex-partner goes, yeah, I'm going to apply to dance school, too, so I can be Magic Mike. Mm. My mom, guys, my dancing queens, my mom sets the laundry basket down. She looks him dead in the eye. Her whole face has contorted from happy to, what the freaking nature of that? And she says, oh, honey, you better get your ears checked. (laughs) Haven't you been listening? That's not the same thing. She then picks up the laundry basket and walks away while he knows he messed up and is trying to say, oh, wait, no, Mrs. P. And as she's walking away, she says, get those ears checked, honey. Get those ears checked. And my ex-partner's face was at first kind of snarky and giggly and I'm so funny to, oh, her mama don't like me and she likes everyone. Yeah, bitch. (laughs) Obviously, you have heard of all of the things that I am learning at my dance school, my prestigious dance school, if I will. So the fact that he turned around and again, compared it to something that it's truly not, aka Magic Mike, aka stripping. Oh, honey, you're not a good listener. Like, there, that's, that's not it. Have you been listening? Obviously, you haven't. So, me being Julia, me being so, so in love. <laughs> Fast forwarding into the future, okay, with this homie. 
So he had seen the development from my pre-professional self to my professional self. I'm just going to let you sit with that, okay? So he had seen the transition, okay? Now, my ex-partner decided to attend one of my performances, and I was super pumped because it did show that he was being supportive in attending my performances. However, say goodbye to the big picture shit. Reminiscing on this night, he was like, yeah, Julia, I really, really thought you did a great job, like blah, 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 really amping me up. And I was like, thank you, thank you, thank you. And then he continues to say, yeah, I really want to do what those male dance crew members did. And I'm, I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. I'm like, oh, oh, like you want to take like a, a couple's dance. Like I can get one on Groupon if you want. Like I can... I can look that up for us if you want to take like a couple's dance class. Oh no, my dancing queens. He 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 continues to say after I have blatantly thrown him a bone, he continues to say, "No, Julia, I really want to do what the male dancers were doing at the performance. For sure." So what did Julia do? She flipped the table and she said, "Get out." No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I did not. I was so supportive. I'm like, that's awesome. I think you should really chase after this dream. Bitch, in, but in my mind, my, my jaw was clenched. I was about to actually flip the table. Because as we know, as dancers, you can't just wake up one day and be like, yeah, this sounds like a great idea. What? Like, never mind all of that training that we've gone through and all the processes that we've had to, and all the hurdles we've had to jump over, right? Oh, yeah, this looks like fun. Yeah, go fuck yourself. But anyways, no, you know what? I'm not done yet. He had two left feet. And so the fact that, like, trying to get him to dance at family gatherings, even a little bit at the club, was so difficult. Like, okay, step on me, step on me. So the fact that he wants to wake up one day and become a professional dancer, I'd like to see you try, bitch. So yeah, you know what? When they post the auditions and stuff, yes, absolutely. You should come bring your jug of water. It's going to be a bumpy freaking ride. <laughs> Anyways, I digress. So that just goes to show that even if you are educating your partner and being patient with your partner who is not a dancer, sometimes they just don't understand the big picture of dance and of our lifestyle. And hashtag they need to get their ears checked according to my mom. But, you know, it's more than just, oh, I can't text you back because I'm in class. No, it's about can I vent to my partner about my pay wage and will they understand and will they be receptive and have a good listening ear and will they support that I actually can't eat pizza tonight because I am in my dancer season and I need to stick to my salads. And look, I'm not expecting for every single partner who is not a dancer to fully understand the concept of the lifestyle of dance because it is a lot to digest. But to have a partner who is supportive oh, makes our lives 10 times easier and 10 times better. So if your partner is still not understanding the big picture, you must have the patience of a saint, and apparently I did not because I said goodbye. No, I'm just kidding. There were other things in the relationship that didn't work out, 
but this was almost just the icing on the cake. So going back to what my ex-partner had stated of, yes, Julia, I want to be a professional dancer when I have no rhythm and no sense of direction. And I have to think to myself, why, why was this statement said? Why did he say this? And I think in, in some situations, it doesn't have to be the relationship of a dancer and a non-dancer. It can be in other situations as well. But when you're not connecting with your partner and you're not accepting and embracing those differences that you have, sometimes the partner wants to relate to you by trying to be you. And sometimes it just doesn't work out because you guys are so different. And instead of embracing those differences, it's I need to be you to understand you. And that's simply just not the case. And it ended up doing more harm than good. It ended up offending me than trying to comfort me. So that's my rant for my past relationship. And again, you know, some things just don't work out and it's no one's fault. You Sometimes you just, you know, you're, he's water and I'm fire, whatever. We're different elements. I don't blame any of us, but, you know, whatever. You move, he moves on, I move on. It's all good. Now, fast forwarding into my, you know, next relationships and things like that. I don't know about you all, my dancing queens, but in relationships, you ask and want that validation from people that you care about, about the, the person that you're dating, right? You're asking your friends, hey, what do you think of so-and-so? Do you think he, he meshes well with the group? Or, hey, mom and dad, can I have so-and-so over for dinner? Because I want your opinion on them, evidently. So as dancers, we know, obviously, family, right? It's important to us. But as talked about before, your dance family is also incredibly important. And in my eyes, when I was growing up, and I still think like this, but my dance teachers and my mentors and coaches and blah, 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 in my eyes, they walked on water. Like, I still am like, oh my gosh, yes, whatever you say, like, you are correct. You are a genius. Illy, I love you. Great. So <laughs> having other relationships, I was seeking validation from not only my dance friends, but also my dance mentors. Now that I'm transitioning into the professional setting, okay, and, and keep in mind, I'm still arriving on time. I'm, I'm still nailing all of my turns and blah, blah, blah. I was told by someone that I truly care about, uh, a higher up, that I was unfocused and easily distracted by my boyfriend. I immediately went back to my 13-year-old inner self being told that I shouldn't go to the movies on a Sunday afternoon. So is this a triggering moment for me? Um... Yes, Dancing Queens, incredibly triggering because it took me back to the time that I thought that I was quote unquote doing something wrong and it was such a crime by doing something outside of my dance arena. And reflecting even more, I was like, oh my gosh, 
uh, something needs to change with me and my boyfriend. Like, should we break up? Like, what do we do? I I mean, because obviously, like, I want to keep my job. Like, I pa- dance is my passion. Like, this job is my everything. Like, I poured my heart and soul into this job. And now I'm going to be told that, like, I'm unfocused and distracted by this outside source, question mark? Like, oh, my gosh, something needs to change because... Uh, From the moment when I was told this at age 13, I have made sure that I prioritized my dance career to a T. For instance, like a man, whoever, invited me over to his house on a Sunday night at 10 p.m. And I, you know, to a T was like, no, I'm not coming over and taking a bus to your house at 10 o'clock at night because I have 8 a.m. ballet in the morning and I need to be on my A game. So no, sir, you can wait. I'm choosing dance. So little things like that of like, I'm choosing dance over, you know, other partners, right? So being told this as a professional, I thought that I was doing my job and making sure that I was prioritizing everything that I needed to. I was nailing all of my turns. I was arriving on time. I was a good teammate. Like, Everything that I thought I was doing right was suddenly problematic because I was dating someone. I was spiraling. I was freaking out because, I mean, looking back on how I was, you know, conditioning myself and conditioning my priorities, right? Which is also kind of fucked up because I'm like, live a little, homie. Like, live a little. But... Right. So I was spiraling thinking like, oh, my God, I love this person. But like, oh, my gosh, my my mentors don't approve of this. And in that moment, I had to kind of sit back and be like, wait, hold up. Wait a minute. And this kind of epiphany kind of came to me. I'm like, wait. Although I think that my my mentors, my coaches, conditioning coaches, whatever the hell you want to call it, while I see them as walking on water and that they're untouchable and they have all the answers. Our teachers and our mentors and XYZ can control a lot of our dancer aspects. For instance, they can control who stands in what formation. They can control how many turns you do in a solo. They can control if you're in the routine or out of the routine, if you're casted, if you're not casted. So these dance professionals do have a lot of control and a lot of power. But at the end of the day, these teachers, mentors, whoever, cannot control all aspects of your life, whether that's your personal relationships or not. I'm just going to leave you with that. That was something that I had to really, really learn and reflect on. At the end of the day, Yes, you are a dancer, but at the end of the day, you're also a human and you can make whatever big girl, big boy decisions you want to make. Yes? So if that means, I mean, obviously, you know, take this with a grain of salt. If you're dating like a prisoner and a drug addict and your, your dance teacher's like, hey, maybe this person's not the best person for you, then yeah, obviously I'd be like, yeah, listen to your dance teachers. But also my beautiful dancing queens... You have to start living your life. You can't have a teacher, a mentor constantly leading you to the path that you're quote unquote supposed to be on. 
because you are control are in control of your life and your journey because it's your life and your journey. <gasps> what I do outside of the dance studio is my business. And you can take that checklist too, dancing queens, right? Are you still arriving on time to the dance studio or are you arriving 15 minutes late to dance class because of your significant other, right? Obviously, if, if you're being distracted and it's showing, then maybe, you know, you need to reevaluate. Maybe you're not ready for a relationship and being able to balance, you know, work-life balance. But at the end of the day, if you're doing all the things that you're supposed to be doing, then you're fine. Live your life. And with that, Dancing Queens, that concludes our second episode. Ooh. Yeah, that's all I really got for you. But I will be back next week talking your ear off about all things dance-related, physical, mental, emotional. You know the drill. So if you have any questions or you want to share your story because you think it will give clarity to others, I support you, dancing queen. So how do I do that, you ask? Well... You go to When In Doubt Dance It Out podcast on Insta. You just slide in the DMs and you say, hey, Juju, blah, 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 and you just word vomit. And it'll be great. Now, I may share your story, but if you do not want me to, hey, that's cool too. But again, I think that sharing our stories and pulling similarities brings us together. So we are not alone, dancing queens. We got each other's backs. We got each other's buns. We got each other's feet. We're here for it. So um, I will see you guys next week. And so with that, give me a beat. Five, six, seven, and eight, and... <laughs>